Hi everyone and welcome to this week's podcast with me Gail from Sober Bliss. Today I'm going to be talking to you about the best thing that you can do for yourself right now if you want to stop drinking. So how are you? It's a lovely afternoon here, it's Tuesday afternoon and everyone is where they should be at home. Nico's just come back from school and I've had a really lovely morning to myself this morning. Um, I went for a short walk and then on the way back from the walk I watched the sunrise which was really lovely and then I had coffee with a friend in the village before doing the market shopping, the fruit and veg and all the fruit and nuts. And I have to say that finally I'm noticing a change in the weather, in the seasons. Obviously we're heading into autumn. The chestnuts were out on the market stalls today as were the pomegranates. And I've swapped buying peaches and, oh, what's the English word? Nectarines for apples and pears. Um, I made a stewed apple with cinnamon the other day and oh my kitchen smelled like Christmas it was amazing and it made me so happy which is nice because you may or may not have seen or heard that I've had a bit of a wobble lately and I don't know if it's because of the changing seasons or because I've just had a lot going on um I don't know But it has been something that I've been having to work through and ask for support for everyone at home. It's been luckily really lovely. And what I'm going to talk to you about today came as kind of a result of one of the mornings that I had. Just letting things, you know, come up and I sat with things and I worked through things and lent into them and felt into them Um, and I talk a little bit about what's been going on in my porridge blog I won't say the full proper name of it on here because I might get into trouble but I will link to it in the show notes so you can read a little bit more about that if you want but I do feel a lot better today than I have done and it is a result of what I'm going to talk to you about today. So this podcast episode I suppose is a bit of a reflective episode which can happen, does happen when we're changing seasons, when we ourselves are are changing and I find that it's especially noticeable as we head from the summer into autumn and winter. Now, don't get me wrong, this is my favourite part of the year. My birthday is on Halloween, so obviously I love October, but it means that I can genuinely slow down. I can genuinely take things easy and retreat if I want to. Um, And I was talking about this actually not so long ago. In fact, I was probably grumbling about it grumbling about the heat because it seems to have been summer here forever um, and wondering when autumn would finally arrive so that I could wear socks again I could drink hot 
chocolate or golden milk without having to, you know, justify it or make up a special occasion just so I could, I don't know, chill out a bit, curl up with a book for no reason other than just because. Um, And I do like this time of year because it allows me to do all of those things, as I said, without asking permission, justifying things. And what I love to do the most is curl up on the sofa with a blanket and listen to one of my current favourite playlists, which is a little bit spooky at the moment. So I'd been hoping for autumn and all of a sudden it seems to have arrived. We've even had some rain, which is nice. One day it was, I don't know, 29 degrees and we were out collecting wood and, you know, having a picnic outside. And the next day, I remember we were driving to a hospital appointment early in the morning and it was six degrees. (laughs) So it seems that the universe has been listening to my request for colder weather and a chance to get cosy. And added to that... Last week I did wake up one day full of cold and my neck and shoulders were really sore and stiff. So I did get to sit on the sofa that day with my spooky playlist, still in my pyjamas with a blanket and socks, the addition of a box of tissues and sit and type and do my thing. Which while... It was kind of unfortunate that I was ill in order to do that. You know, I had to be ill to be allowed, if you like, to um, sit on the sofa with my my laptop, my book, my tissues, (laughs) my cosy playlist. And that's when I had the, I'm not going to say epiphany, but that's when it dawned on me kind of what's been going on and what had been going on because it was during that morning as I sat there as I said with my tissues and I'd actually stayed in bed a bit longer that morning because I wasn't very well which is something that I never really do stay in bed that long and that's when I think I understood you know I really understood mm, that While on the surface, I have been kind and looking after myself. I haven't been doing it enough. And actually, in the past, I hadn't really hardly been doing it at all. And that's, you know, not because there was anything particularly wrong or I was having a hard time or my home life wasn't very good. Quite the opposite, which is why I'm going to talk to you about today. Um, and it was kind of like why do we resist doing these things for ourselves why do we resist doing the things that bring us joy and make us feel good like curling up with a book just because like staying in bed a bit longer just because and why it has everything to do with why we drink and therefore has everything to do with how we can stop drinking. So 
the question that is the title of the podcast what is the best thing that you can do for yourself if you want to quit drinking right now well the simple answer is be kind to yourself do the things that bring you joy and light you up and make you feel good if you know me if you've heard my podcasts if you're in our membership if you've worked with me if you've read anything that I've ever written or listened to any podcasts then you'll know that this is what I talk about all the time doing things that you love that bring you joy that light you up that make you feel good is so important in this journey because for me that's what not drinking is all about that's what being sober is it's about feeling good and I know that I do talk about it a lot because I think we have to hear these things many many times for it to stick it's like I said to one of my um members we were having a conversation about how she used to drink red wine when she got in from work and now she drinks peppermint tea and she loves peppermint tea but at the time when she was faced with peppermint tea instead of wine it was a bit of a struggle you know she had to force herself to drink it but now she does absolutely love it and it takes we said many 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 peppermint teas to make it stick and it's the same with you know my messaging things that you might need to hear you might need to hear this many many times which is why I say it a lot and I do mention it at least once in every session with clients we even have a section in our membership about celebrating feeling good doing things that you love because it is so important but they got me thinking you know if we know this because I'm sure we do all know it on you know on some level why is it then and and for me my own personal experiences and so many other women that I speak to why is doing the things that we want to do you know doing the things that we love to do that do light us up and bring us joy why is it seen as something of a bit of a treat or you know of an indulgence or something to be saved for a special occasion or as I said a special treat it's like you only wear I don't know your best jumper when you're going out somewhere special and why can't you wear your favorite jumper all the time it's that kind of thing um and I do still find that we operate from that kind of place when it comes to looking after ourselves and doing the things that we want to do we do as as moms as women tend to put ourselves at the bottom of the list still or even if we don't deprioritize ourselves to you know such an extent we still make sure that everybody else's needs are taken care of first and I want you to think about that and maybe hopefully start to change that because if you want to be happy, if you want to feel nourished and supported in your sobriety, wherever you are on your journey, 
then this is something that we do need to look at straight away. You know, often when we think about quitting drinking, we worry about boredom, what will other people think? We worry about cravings and being triggered. But really, you know, all those things are really important, but it's things underneath that. It's what lies deeper than, I don't know, the surface discomfort that needs to be tackled first. And one of the best ways to really allow yourself to feel safe and secure on this journey, um, which will in turn allow you to dig deeper and get to the bottom of what's really going on, is honestly to make time and space for yourself, to give yourself the time and the space to do the things that genuinely bring you joy. And I do think that is so important, being kind and gentle. It's not kind of, oh, wishy-washy, you know, fairies and unicorns way of quitting drinking. It is really key. It's one of the most important things you can do if you want to live a rich and happy and fulfilled alcohol-free life. So ask yourself for a moment, When was the last time that you, for example, asked somebody else, you know, in your household or your close friends or family to do something for you, such as, you know, shopping, look after the kids, cook dinner, whatever it might be, something that you would just automatically do, take on without asking, without question, When was the last time you asked somebody to do that thing for you so that you could do something else for yourself? Whether that be have a bit of a lie-in or read a book on the sofa or have a coffee with a friend, go to bed early, whatever. Or when did you prioritise yourself to do that thing, you know, from the list I've just mentioned or something else? Um... And say no to somebody or something else so that you could focus on you. When did you, when was the last time rather you looked at your calendar and scheduled in all of the you things before you put the other things in there? You know, how often do you put yourself first in this way? Or is it more like you squeeze your own needs and desires and plans around the edges of everybody else's schedule and then probably end up you know not spending enough time or not doing the thing at all because by the time you've helped everybody with their thing or done all of the other things then you're just too tired or you're busy or you physically run out of time. So that's something that I'd like you to think about. Because we all know, you know, I should prioritise yoga if it makes me feel good. You know, I'd really like to spend an hour every morning walking. Or I've wanted to do this ballet class for years, but I've somehow just never got round to it. We all kind of know that it's 
something that if we did it it would make such a difference but maybe we just let it slip or forget about it or think "Mm, maybe it's actually not that important and why does it take something extreme or bad or you know a family well like my example you know why did it take um my husband to have a stroke for us to think hang on a minute life's too short to be just sitting in front of the computer all day working we've wanted to go out camping and hiking for so long let's do it why didn't we do it before because it probably because it didn't feel like a priority or it didn't feel important enough you know why does it sometimes take um a rock bottom or one of the worst hangovers ever or having the flu or waking up feeling something's not quite right to listen to our bodies and our hearts and our minds and slow down why does it take something happening something to force us to into looking after ourselves and giving us permission to do the things that we love but we don't do because they're not as important as something else and I'm doing air quotes here (laughs) so why is it only okay for us to sit and read a book or draw or bake or go on a blustery walk or go to bed early or as I said before wear the special jumper or the top when it's a special occasion or we fancy a treat or there's nothing more urgent in the diary um why is it so hard for us to do what our heart desires whether that's in the moment or as a life choice why can't we take a break why can't we go away for the weekend why can't we slow down why can't we um i don't know take up rally driving or stamp collecting why can't we live in a van or join a marching band whatever you know without justifying it or asking permission or explaining ourselves or waiting until all the other things are done first and then we can allow ourselves to do this thing you know um something for me that i've been doing not a lot maybe i should listen to my own advice and do it more often but why did i feel like i could only lie in bed if i was ill or hungover why can i not lie in bed a bit longer and read a book just because i did that the other day actually and it was really nice it did feel like a treat i might have mentioned it before and it did feel a bit like nighttime because i only read in bed at nighttime so it was a bit weird um but yeah who does that who stays in bed for a bit longer on a random i know thursday morning um and read a book if they're not ill <laughs> who who keeps pushing 
through, you know, over and over for years and years, not doing the things that they that they love, and resenting, and then numbing out with wine and giving all of ourselves to other people, and putting on a brave face and pretending that everything's fine. It, I did it. You probably did it too. And why is that? I wonder. Because I know that I feel better after coffee with a friend. I know I'm more energized if I spend a Saturday morning a bit longer in bed or going out for a hike. I know that if I do yoga for a bit longer once a week um, or if I spend time in the morning doing what I want to do which is like meditating or writing um I feel so good I know these things I know that I do feel much better when I do the things that I love to do but for the longest time I didn't do any of it you know it's easier to drop whatever plans I had um to fit in and say yes to other people which I know comes with being a parent you know our kids do come first but not every second of every single day um but it felt like that sometimes it felt like I had no right at all to do anything that I loved not because other people were telling me that it was a stupid crazy limiting belief that I had maybe it was the way I was brought up, I don't know. But I would, you know, just bend and, and do the thing that made life easier for everybody else, run smoother, you know, to sometimes the detriment of my own joy and my own peace and my own mental health, I suppose. So, of course, I coped with that by drinking, as, as we all do or did. And here's something else that I realized when I was sitting on the sofa the other morning, um, that when it came to quitting drinking, you know, it was something that I'd wanted to do for so long. But at the same time, I knew that I would have to do so many things differently, things that I was doing on a day-to-day um, basis. I would have to do them all practically differently. You know, I knew that I would probably require lots of naps or long walks or early nights or extra cake or, I don't know, I knew that I would have to ask people to make allowances for me, for my emotions. Um, I knew that I would have to, um, you know, ask for help and lean on people and tell people what I was trying to do ask for guidance ask for support because it was such a big change that I knew I had to make but I didn't think that I was worthy of it I didn't think I could ask for even my husband family and friends I didn't think I could ask them to put themselves out for me 
I didn't think, you know, I didn't want to, as I said, put anybody out. I didn't want to disrupt the normal routines and rhythms we had at home. I just felt like it was just not something that I could ask people to do because I was so used to doing everything for everybody else. And again, this is, you know, no reflection on anybody at home. It was my own stupid beliefs that I had to do it on my own. I just had to get on with it and cope with life. However, I knew, and at the time it was obviously by drinking. So I waited to stop drinking. As you know, I waited until my husband made his choice. And then I was like, yay, I've got the help and support that I need now because he's doing it. I never thought that I could ask for it elsewhere. So yeah, I waited. I didn't do the thing that I wanted to do most in the world, even though I knew deep down that by not doing it, it was, well, it was destroying me. In fact, I felt so bad about not being able to quit drinking um I felt so bad about not being able to ask for the help knowing you know the changes it would mean for people at home that I kind of wished for something bad to happen to me so that I would have no choice and I would have to quit drinking and everybody would have to help me because something awful had happened and that's you know, looking back, a really scary place to be in. And I do sometimes wonder why, why did I allow it to get to that extent? Why did I put myself through that? And actually, I really can't answer that question, not with, you know, a neat, tidy answer. But what I can say is that I know that I'm not the only one because I do receive so many emails from women telling me the exact same thing. You know, the stories are slightly different, but the message is still the same. They're still drinking. Maybe this is you. Maybe you're still drinking, even though you really want to stop. But it's just not the right time, you know, in the month, in the week, in their lives. Maybe, you know, they tell me I don't feel like I can do this right now. I don't feel like I deserve to spend this time on myself, the money on myself, the investment. I don't feel like I can actually ask for the help that I need. And the other thing is that I think I mentioned that in in a podcast the last time is that many of us are so used to doing what I've just described, you know, just getting on with things on our own, that it would never occur to us that it's okay to ask for help and support. And I don't know, I don't know where that comes from. You know, maybe it's society Maybe it is our upbringing, maybe it is culture, our, you know, ingrained behavior, our limiting beliefs. Maybe it is 
you know, expectation from our part and also the part of other people. Maybe it's as simple as fear and guilt. Or maybe it's everything just thrown together in a, you know, big swirling, bubbling soup of mixed up emotions and beliefs that make us put ourselves down, beat ourselves up and continue just to look for the quick fix and the easy fix and to hide from our true selves and to numb out and to put on a brave face. In some ways it is easier to keep drinking than it is to ask for help, even though we know it's destroying us. And I just want to say here that wine is not self-care, neither is beer, even though when I was drinking I thought it was. And neither is putting yourself last, neither is soldiering on, neither is not asking for what you need and filling, you know, the void, the pain, the resentment, the emptiness with stuff. And, you know, while I'm here, I just want to say that quitting drinking might seem like such a difficult thing to do such a hard thing to do, such a, a deprivation, you know, when I've got all of these other things in my life, why am I going to not drink, you know, why would I do that to myself, actually, it's the kindest thing that we can do, even when there's so many other things going on, especially when there's so many other things going on, and I'm kind of digressing a little bit, but I do feel really grateful for my sobriety right now because that's a thing that has got me through when my husband had a stroke and went into hospital. That's the thing that always gets me through any difficult time in my life. But it's also the thing that allows me to experience joy on the deepest level and give me the clarity I need when I am experiencing a bit of a wobble like I have been. Um, and it also means that because I am alcohol free, because I am sober, I can take a huge amount of pleasure in the smallest, the simplest of things. So what might seem, you know, a bit dull, a bit boring, a bit kind of meh to some people, maybe even to me in my drinking days, like going for a walk or going to bed early those things like really bring me joy and the more I do them the better I feel um so basically that's you know in a nutshell the podcast today and I really want you to try and change your mindset around this you know what it means when you're spending time doing nice things kind things things that bring you joy and light you up because you know that when you do these things you feel better. So do them more often. You know, that's the point of the podcast today. Um, because you might think, well, what's that got to do with quitting drinking? <laughs> In my opinion, it's got everything to do with quitting drinking. Because, you know, quitting drinking is not really about, I don't know, the shame or the fear of, of drinking or reliving the horrible hangovers it's not about coping with cravings or figuring out how to enjoy a night out 
Um, how am I going to cope with stressful situations or deal with triggers or answer awkward questions? You know, quitting drinking is not about getting through Christmas um, sober. It's not about doing parties and all of that. Yes, all of these things are important and they all are part of the process. But at the core of living an alcohol-free life, at the core of changing our relationship with alcohol at the very deepest level in my opinion anyway is recognizing and understanding and actually know feeling deep down to your very soul that you deserve to live a life where you feel good because at the end of the day it is about how you feel it's not about how many units you drink how many glasses of wine you have a night how much you drink compared to your friends or your family it's not about that it's about how it makes you feel and if it makes you feel rubbish then do something that makes you feel good instead it might sound simple it is simple I get that it's not easy however you do deserve to feel good you do deserve a life of joy um, a life of peace and freedom. You are worthy of it. You are worthy of seeing sunrises and walking along beaches at dusk or, I don't know, climbing mountains, having someone else cook dinner so you can go and do the thing that you want to do. It is about the joy of sharing experiences with other people who get you, who share your hopes and dreams and, and values. Um, it's about time that you stopped pleasing other people and put yourself first because you you deserve it. So don't wait anymore. Don't wait to bring more of what you love into your life because really that's the thing that's going to help you through this. So if you're nodding your head right now, but thinking at the same time of the thousand and one other things that you have to do first before you can actually do the things that you want to do. You know, what do I have to tick off my list before I can take the step that I want to take and quit drinking? Then stop thinking like that right now. Just stop it and turn it around because you have to start with yourself. You have to begin right now to do the things that you want to do, the, the things that you love, what you enjoy, what soothes you and what nourishes you. Because the more you do these things, obviously the better you feel, but the more you do these things, the less you will want to or need to even numb out at the end of the day with wine. You know, you probably heard it before, but Quitting drinking is about creating a life that you don't need to numb out from. And it is so true. It is as simple as that. And the more you do the little things, the kind things, the loving things, the nice things that make you feel good, the better you will feel. And the more you'll be able to cope. Um, and the, the less, as I said, you will need to use alcohol to help you do these things or to numb out the emotions of not doing what it is that you want to do 
So if you're wondering what that looks like on a practical level, well, it's what we've talked about before. Going to bed early, sleeping in late, going for walks, having a long bath, an extra hot shower, all of those things. So buy yourself the flowers every week. Wear perfume to bed if that makes you feel good. Take a walk along the beach whenever you like, not just the last Sunday of every month because that's when, I don't know, your husband takes the kids wherever. Do it on a Wednesday morning when you should be food shopping. That's what I mean when I say start prioritising yourself. So take the pole dancing class, for example, if that's what you want to do. Get a tattoo, learn to read tarot, do a poetry course or, I don't know, join a choir or learn how to sail a boat. If that's what you want to do, then you're really the only person stopping you from doing that. And the more you do these things, the better you'll feel. And the better you feel, the less need there will be in your life to turn to alcohol so give yourself permission to do the small things the big things that make a big difference to your health and your happiness every single day because you deserve it you know you are deserving you are worthy and you don't need anyone else's permission or approval to do what you want to do and a wonderful friend of mine is a prime example of this and I asked her once about her solo travels because she goes all over the place traveling and I said why do you do it alone because often she does go by herself and she said if I wait for other people to be available for adventures I'll be waiting a very long time and I think that is so powerful If you wait for somebody else to tell you it's okay to do the thing that you want to do, then you're probably going to be waiting for a long time. So please don't wait for your own adventures. Please don't wait to do the thing that you want to do. Don't wait until you think you've earned enough respect or saved enough money or ticked enough boxes or jumped through enough hoops. Don't wait until something bad happens before you change. Don't wait until you really need it or feel you're more deserving or more worthy before you put yourself first and ask for the help you need or begin your own adventure, whatever that might look like for you. In short, life is precious. Life is short. So do what you love. And I'm going to leave you with my favorite quote in the world. And it's by American rapper Asher Roth. And he says, do your thing. Do it unapologetically. Don't be discouraged by criticism. You probably already know what they're going to say. And pay no mind to fear of failure. It's far more valuable than success. Take ownership, take chances and have fun. And no matter what, don't ever stop doing your thing. That's all from me today. And I really do hope that you go right now and do your thing. 
do something just for me, for me, for you, <laughs> do something just for you um, and let me know what it is. As always, I love to hear how you're getting on. So you can send me an email. You can uh, leave a comment under the the blog here. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And if you do need support, don't forget that I'm here. Just reach out to me, book a chat, um, and we'll get together. And you can share what it is that you're that you need help with and also I want to know what your thing is as well so have a really lovely rest of the day and I will see you next time speak to you then bye